Last minute shopping? Giving Ulta Beauty is first on your list. From gotta have it ready to go kits from Fenty and Benefit to cult favorite mascaras to simple yet perfect Ulta Beauty gift cards. We have gifts everyone will love this season. So get shopping because our kind of holiday is you having your kind of holiday. Hurry to an Ulta Beauty near you or buy online and pick up in store. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a road, not Cormac McCarthy's The Road, nor Richard Bachman's The Running Man or The Longest Walk, which are just both Stephen King's pseudonym books, just so we're all on the track, uh, track on the same page, whatever. Anyways, there's a road, and we're on it together. It's in an event of RSS, you know, in an unofficial recommended podcast. Check us out. Check us out. It's an advertisement. <laughs> this is an advertisement for our show. We're not... uh, hello, everybody. I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. Hey, you want to check out some Rick and Morty stuff? Check out International RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast on every single podcast app you can find. I'm talking Spotify. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts. I'm talking about Podcatcher, Podbean, Stitcher. Do you want you want Pandora? I think we're on Pandora. iHeartRadio? Sure. And you know what? Coming soon, Twitter podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that potentially may be a thing. Also, streaming live on twitch and uh, oh. over on youtube for yeah. for the video fans uh while while brandon finishes his dinner i'm gonna i'm gonna say welcome to everybody to this very special episode of interdimensional rss where we are uh on the road to season six that's right season six of rick and morty as of this recording is less than one week away and uh, we're going to talk all about that in this episode. But first, if you are new here and you want to follow along, uh, you can follow us all over the internet over on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod, uh, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Rick and Morty Podcast uh, or send us an email, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us all over the web over on Reddit at the official subreddit, uh, Rick and Morty.reddit.com or our subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com. Uh, and then go to Rick and Morty Pod if you want to get our website with every episode of this podcast and much more. Um, as I mentioned, we are streaming live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm or uh, go join lots of people over at youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm who just checked out our last episode. If you're new here, thank you. Uh, make sure to subscribe so that you can make sure you, you get all the new videos and stuff. Brandon's hiding behind his mic and it is not at all distracting. Not one bit. Uh, finally, you can support this podcast directly uh, over at uh, patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Thanks to all the patrons who continue to support the podcast. Brandon, how was dinner? Dinner was fantastic. I was I had plenty of time. I enjoyed it. Uh, what what I had uh, really savored the flavors. Uh, yeah. the, the, a very distinct yeah. flavor profile of this pizza place. Um, mix you know with with the, the olives and the tomatoes and the peppers and some onion on there. I know were they were they were they heirloom tomatoes? Um, you know they're they're pretty old. Yeah. Okay. Family heirloom tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, well, we do have a ton to talk about. It has been an exciting week with lots of different things going on. So the the best and really the only way for us to to break it all down is in a little segment we like to call semi pertinent news. Pizza. 
Semi-pertinent news. I uh, I punched my microphone during that. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to come across no, it, in the podcast. It was, it was good. You're it was welcome. Good. It adds bass. It adds bass to the bass. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, welcome to Semi-Pertinent News. A couple of news stories that we need to get into. Um, really revisiting a lot of... Uh, existing stories, you know, from week to week. And the first that we have to talk about is uh, the man himself coming to multiverses. That's right. Morty. Morty is out. Morty's been released. Uh, Brandon, tell us all about uh, playing with Morty on multiverses. Yeah, yeah. So I I saved up 3,000 gold in order to purchase, so gold. purchase this, this, this beast, this beast of a man or a, a boy. Beast of a boy, a beast boy. Beast of a fourteen-year-old boy. And beast boy. Is Beast Boy in multiverses? He's not yet. That's no. bigger news than Morty. He really should. Okay. He really should be because uh, yeah. of the WB property. But um, yeah, yeah. So he is. We've talked about this in the last couple of weeks, and nobody cares. But he nope. is. Uh, he's an expert character. It, it, he's really weird uh, because he's is meant to be a brawler, but he doesn't feel like a brawler. Like he he has a he has a. a a gun, like a little laser gun. He throws grenades. His gun will shoot the grenades and then make them kind of explode. And then that, that'll do damage to people. Uh, his, one of his specials, like he shoots a, the, the gun up in the air and then snakes come out uh, on either side. Uh, his combo, his side combo is uh, Armathy. His, his arm turns into Armathy and he, he punches a couple times and then you can charge up Hammer Morty uh, to get a, a final good swing in there um he's got a, a move where he will create a decoy of himself and then after a certain point in time he will he'll uh reverse he'll rewind and he'll end up in that original spot and then he'll gain some health back uh and then okay. he and he'll also summon a rick's ship in order to it's a, a vertical thing the ship comes up from the the ground and then uh, goes all the way to the top of the screen, which is really good for saving. If you if you want to, if you're like on the edge and you're trying to save yourself, boom, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, so there you go. Uh, yeah, movies. it's it sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> I can I can say for sure on this podcast, I have not even loaded the game Multiverses since Morty came out, uh, despite saving up all my gold just to play him within the game. Uh, maybe maybe it'll happen this week. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, but we have been rather pe- preoccupied with yeah. another event that is taking the earth by storm yes uh so it's it's it is now time for us to get this week's worm update well i i, I don't i know you 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 teed it oh, up for geez. me travis you teed it up for me but what uh, you know i thought my... you I, I thought we were talking about something else and i thought we were talking about the szechuan sauce in australia july 6th to the 19th Look, everybody. <laughs> it's not even in the show notes, Brent. <laughs> How dare you? Just, you ruin a perfectly good setup for a week-old <laughs> joke about month-old sauce. <laughs> Go Thank back you. in time. Thank you. <laughs> Check out our last episode. We talk all about the Szechuan sauce in Australia. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about our warm update. That's right. It's the Worms Update 2022. It is now August of towards the end of the month. It's almost the first of September. It's almost the end of August. Oh yeah. my! Oh my gosh! Just the world is 
being ravaged, absolutely ravaged by these worms. Um, so here, here's a quick statistic updates for, for the Wormageddon, right? So we know that there are 14 total locations. Nine locations have a golden rickhead. Not not saying which oh. locations oh, just, I got just one from. that on the screen, by the way. <laughs> not saying which ones I got one from, uh, but there are nine golden rickhead locations where you have to solve the clues, and then there are the, the remainder, whatever, nine plus uh, five is 14. So those, <laughs> the, the five are just revealed uh, by Adult Swim, and then you can go visit the, the sites. Here are the updates. So nine of the 14 locations have been revealed. Uh, six of the nine golden Rick heads have been found. Um, right. And so these locations, uh, Brazil, Netherlands, uh, two places in, in the U S South Africa and Canada are the, uh, did I say, did I say Brazil? I think I said Brazil. Yeah, uh, you did. Okay. Th- those are, those are the locations where the golden Rick head, uh, statues have been found and have been claimed, uh, which means that there are three more yet to be revealed. A few of these locations, uh, as I said again, the Adult Swim big reveal where there's no statue associated, uh, no golden rickhead associated with it. Uh, those were in Australia, uh, which Australia's was was announced today, was revealed today. Yep, and that's uh, with Squanchy and Bird Person, uh, Mexico. And one here in the U.S. Uh, for the yeah, State Hot Farm. Lana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, home of Adult Swim. Uh, side side sure. note. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, that's I, I. I gotta say that Atlanta one is. Um, while it's a great statue, it's because it is a sponsored statue. It feels the most cringy to me because <laughs> I, I I just saw in social media today like a State Farm ad of like people like excited to be in front of the statue we love rick and morty and we love car insurance yay yeah so it was um yeah yeah. i mean but i mean kudos to adult swim for you know making that money it feels the most advertisement of all the locations so far sure that that that, that, that's that's for sure that's for sure um so here are the characters we've seen we've seen uh we've seen mr nimbus i mentioned bird person and squanchy already uh uh, Mr. Goldenfold, Mr. Poopy Butthole, Rick, Beth, uh, Galactus, uh, name is. Jaguar. Jaguar was out there with Goldenfold. Jaguar, um, yeah. Tiny, tiny Rick. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and so, and so, shout J- out J- Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yeah, the famous Rick and Morty character, Jake from State Farm. Um, but so there's Glutie with an app, so you know that's right. that's, that's that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that that's good. That's good. Uh, so there there's just a few a few locations remaining. Uh, a few of those those golden Rick heads. I, I'm kind of hoping that they're not that they're not in the U.S. I I say that you know having already gotten one, but I ho- kind of hope that they're not in the U.S. Because uh, we other than the Netherlands, you know, uh, there's England, the U.K. Um, like Spain, Portugal, the uh, Germany, those those European countries, uh, I think w- would be good to have uh, something. Yeah. Um, I I I gotta I gotta give Adult Swim credit when when they said this was going to be a global phenomenon, and then like the first two were like Mexico City and then Malibu. I was like, 
All right. How global <laughs> is this going to be a global phenomenon or is this going to be like a North American phenomenon? And then, oh, oh, since then, we've gotten South Africa, Brazil, now Australia, Canada, although that's still like it's it was you can see the United States like from the location, I think. So, um, yeah, they are they are getting pretty global with this. Obviously, Netherlands, um, another, you know, off off North America type type place. But, yeah, I, I am very curious to see where the remaining statues will be. Um, I, I, if I was a betting person, I would say there's probably going to be at least one more in the U S um, just because I think that's probably the biggest demographic for the show. And, um, they're probably, they're probably going to play up that audience uh, a little bit more, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see. We've got, we've got probably what, I think four or five locations left. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Five, five locations, five locations left. left. That's, that's five more days. We'll, we'll be sure to spell out all of those locations and give you a final worm update, uh, in our next episode. But Brandon, any other thoughts on worm again? Yeah. Just, just a couple of extra thoughts. Uh, one, Justin Roiland visited the Malibu site. So he visited Rick. Um, I just right. vandalized I, it. I, yeah. Vandalized it. I just barely missed him by by a week uh it was probably from yeah, from you're so close from lugging this this huge beautiful golden rick head down the mountain <laughs> uh to, to my car that's probably where i missed him um somewhere in sure. there yeah uh probably but the, close to it yeah but so so that that was that but here is here's the other thing this is important this is important for me travis is i have i'm starting my own collection and my collection is I am reaching out to all the golden Rickhead collectors and and following them on social media, trying to just start a dialogue. Here's what I consider Gotta it. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> golden Rickhead. Head, head, head. If, I, if I get any feedback from them, I consider them collected. Uh, and so far, I have collected five of the nine golden Rickhead collectors. Wow. You're going to start your own regular council of golden rickheads yes it's, it's gonna be real special <laughs> so that's that's me uh I, I i'm lacking martin from uh uh from the netherlands so far marie mary uh she was the one that, that got it down in brazil uh henning michael and Stephen michael uh which uh, i say Stephen michael just because his last name is michael but then the guy before him his actual name was michael anyways i have contacted them we're all best friends elite club <laughs> <laughs> you you all meet up once a year for your secret society meetings of, yeah. the, of the golden rickheads yeah yep, sure. congratulations yeah we're so proud of you and we'll hear more about uh your your <laughs> your rickhead a little bit later in yeah. the show uh but sure. for now uh let's let's move on to uh, another feature in semi-pertinent news which is the reddit post of the week that's right the reddit reddit post of the week uh so this reddit post of the week is brought to you by user national dash pi national four four five seven, which I I don't know if that's like the code for the type of pie. Like, does it say what country it's from? Like, what is there? Is there a country code there that we need? I, to I think it's best not to overthink it, Morty. Just just okay. it's probably it's, it's probably randomly generated. If I'm being honest, that's 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 fair. That's fair. But if anybody, any sleuths out there are wondering, please let us know. Okay, so they 
put a post out there. What are the odds Rick removed this memory? And it is a memory of Morty in the bathroom with King Jellybean, uh, which is, we, we talked about this, couple, I think a couple weeks ago, about that being one of the, the darkest jokes of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it has 7.7 thousand upvotes, no reports, 96% upvote rate. Um, and, uh, so yeah, like there's, there's a couple comments, you know, talking about it being a really dark joke and, and is this something that, that Rick would mind blow Morty out of? Um, uh, but my favorite comment, I, I'm going to put this out there is by corn dogs, 1001. Referring mm, uh, so to a dogs. Oh, yeah. Is, is that a national thing? Is that a country code? <laughs> uh, uh, Let's move on. <laughs> re- referencing a Royland interview um, with, with Royland saying, for anyone that got triggered by that scene, I'm deeply sorry that you had to live through whatever horrors would, would cause you to be triggered. And if I can make this world a perfect place and undo any trauma you've experienced, I would. That scene was meant to be realistic and, and gritty and horrible. That was the point. The show is dark and may not be suitable for everyone. You are all entitled to your feelings and reactions. Um, yeah. And, and that, that, that comment got uh, about a uh, thousand upvotes or, or so. Um, mm. But the important thing there is like, what a, what a great like acknowledgement of, I understand that this m- might be bad for people to watch. I apologize for that. This isn't, I, I'm not making light of it. I, that, that's kind of the point of the scene. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, and for that reason, I think if to answer the question of the post, I, I don't necessarily think Rick would remove that, uh, in, in a mind blower sort of way, uh, for a couple of reasons. One to, um, sort of like, allow Morty to have that memory and grow from it or like, or like maybe like as a cautionary tale, like, Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of traumatic things that happen in life that um, might repeat themselves if we weren't aware of things that happened in the past or whatever. But, um, and, and Rick, I just don't think he's as, um, as caring (laughs) to like, like, I think he'd be more concerned about taking a bad checkers game, uh, out yeah. of Morty's head than than certain trauma. So I think that I think that's the key right there, Travis, is that Rick mind blows Morty when it's something that <laughs> like specifically benefits him. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was the Reddit post of the week. Travis, we we talk about that. That's that's a weekly thing. We skipped last week. Oops, my bad. But here's something we never skip ever in in all of the episodes of this show. And it's the Dan Harmon social media minute. Dan, 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 social media. That's good. Minute. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is the Dan Harmon social media minute, and this one's nuts, guys. This one's <laughs> this one's really nuts. Uh, in in a recent post from Dan Harmon over on Instagram, uh, we've got washers and nuts uh, this is this is a video there's some voiceover on this um and and basically it is a woman explaining that those uh those those little flexible like washers that that uh that i, I don't even remember what they're called they're they're, uh, they're like but, lock washers 
lock washers. That's right. Yeah. Uh, she basically says that they're like worthless. They 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 don't do anything or something about the the quality of the steel. Um, Dan's really excited about it. His his main <laughs> caption is "Holy shit! I knew it! I knew it!" Um, and then he, uh, outside of Brandon commenting that this changes everything, uh, there there's a longer comment about the other thing that this video taught me is that hardware store screws are made of soft carbonized steel and have like one third the strength of heat treated alloy steel screws. Huh. Uh, and then it goes on and on to talk and rant more about hardware stores and how you shouldn't trust hardware stores. It's it's intense. I, I feel like I feel like Dan is. Re- I mean, credit to Dan. Uh, he's he's really poured himself into woodworking. He's currently building uh, like like a, a home office with with a brand new desk and all this modular furniture. He's doing a great job. Uh, but yeah, I think he 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 gets really excited about uh, you know little little things and and lots of of, of woodworking YouTube as well. So um, just, if you want to, if you I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying that those damn little things. I mean, it is it's a revelation. Like for like IKEA furniture, you get those little lock washers, and you're like, I guess I guess it makes sense that these would do something. Like it's it's tightening the 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 nut. Like you tighten the nut, but then like it pushes against the nut to where it it wants to stay or something. I'm like, but now I don't need to use them. Ah, my my thought is, and maybe I'm using these completely wrong, but I always like tighten it until those things flatten out, Mm -hmm. and then I know that I've tightened it sufficiently. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the idea is that it's it's because it's tension the other way is that the the nut stays there. And doesn't want to wiggle loose. That's the idea yeah. behind it. Sure, 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 sure. It's it's probably all <laughs> BS, but it doesn't matter because this is the road to season six, and we have lots more to talk about. Oh, yeah. uh, so if you want to follow Dan Harmon, head to Instagram. He's at Dan Harmon. He doesn't need our help. He knows what he's doing out there. Uh, and this has been semi permanent news. Woo! If you have a a news story, a relevant post, or something else Rick and Morty related that you feel like we should cover on an upcoming episode. Send us a note, uh, hit us up on, on Twitter or send us an email. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. Maybe we'll feature it in a future episode. Uh, all right, Brandon, the time has come. It is, it is now time for us uh, to get all sorts of hype. The, the, the story train is leaving the station uh, and it is now time for the main thing. Main thing. Main thing. Main 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 main. And there we go. It's a main thing. Three hours later. <laughs> that's yeah 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 uh i always associate that song with spy hunter the classic arcade game or game on the nintendo entertainment system so the main thing we're the road to season six maybe that's why i chose that song uh look here's our bronopsis we haven't been doing these i write them out every week haven't been doing them but oh bruh <laughs> getting that season six on uh arson our synopsis Season six is almost upon us. Uh, so here's what we wanted to do, everybody. We wanted to look back a little bit at the history of, of Rick and Morty, uh, not too far back. Uh, we want to look at season five specifically. Uh, that's where a lot of the re- revelations have have come in. Talk about season five. Just a few, you know, quick important details. Uh, look at some kind of, inter- kind of reframe our focus, right? Yeah. Like 
I mean, we're going into a new season. A lot of things could happen, but you know, we don't know where we're going until we realize where we've been. It's, that's that's right. You know, that's right. That's why it's a road, right? Because you can look back at the road and you can see, oh yeah, there was a curve there. Oh, that's where I hit that <laughs> that transient, right? You can you can do those types of things, and you'd be like, but you know what? That transient's way far behind the the further I go, right? Yeah. You can say we gotta that. Keep we gotta keep moving. We gotta keep moving. Gotta keep moving. So it took a dark turn. Wow. <laughs> so we want to. So we want to talk. Uh, we want to talk about season yeah. five stuff. Um, so let, let's go. Let's go ahead and do that. So we're gonna talk about some season five stuff. We're gonna talk about some of the interviews that we've seen come out. Uh, and then we got we got a few like, at least one surprise for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so looking back at the end of season five, and and let's let's be honest, season five was. An uh, an outlier of a season, right? Um, if if you if you were on the message boards, if you're if you're watching um, the week to week responses, like we were, uh, not everybody was loved season five as it was coming out. I feel like I've revisited season five several times since last year, and realistically, the majority of those episodes, I think, are really quality episodes. I think that uh, there's some great writing in it, some some great animation. Some some surprises, right? Some twists and turns that we didn't necessarily see coming that we don't love. But um, <laughs> it all culminated in this major event that fans have really been clamoring for for a really long time. We got to revisit the Citadel of Ricks, uh, where a Morty president is in charge. Uh, of course, we know that that is evil Morty. Uh, there's a lot of meta commentary in there, right, where we learn about... Um, Rick's past and and the 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 building of the the citadel as well as the central finite curve which we see is destroyed at the end of season five I mean we talk about it a lot the CFC being destroyed right we we've referenced it through several episodes since season six ended um but I don't know do you feel like there's anything there that uh, really cues up season six for I don't know anything important. That's a great. That's a great question. Do I feel I that, that it is? <laughs> I just wanted to stop talking. Yeah. No. It, I mean, I guess no. Let, let's let's rehash and say that's not a great question. It's a very generic, uh, safe question to ask, and I will I will answer it. But just know Thanks. that you're not going to get the best of me because the quality of the question <laughs> left little to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 I there's, there's part of me that feels like we maybe went, uh, uh, at this discussion maybe backwards. Cause I think that's like the more important thing that we should talk about, but let, let's go, let's go ahead and do it anyway. Sure. Um, sure, sure, sure. I, th- I think that like that, those revelations, uh, toward, towards the end, like it, it opened up the the canonization, the serialization of the the show, uh, more so well, going going back to season two, season three. In between there, we talked. We we keep talking about this, right? We're like we thought, oh, that is going to be the big thing. And even Rick going into the prison, we're like, okay, yeah, like this is a a, a change in the status quo. But the season five finale truly felt like a uh, status quo changer in a way that was like, Hey, the reason we could keep resetting 
uh, how we viewed his his story going back to the you know <laughs> the him, him uh, his arc of the the sauce and taking over uh, Jerry's position as the patriarch of the family and all that type of stuff. The yeah. reason we we're able to do that is because of this the CFC this kind of pocket yeah. dimension. Now that that is gone, you're going to get what you want. We're going to keep being able to do what we want as fans, the writers, you know, from the writer's perspective. Yeah. And, and we're going to, we're going to work together essentially to give you a story that we think that you want to see because it's what we want to see as fans. I think that's what, yeah, I, that's what season five, uh, the finale tells me. I, I think the almost bigger, if, if there's anything bigger than the CFC being destroyed Evil Morty's plan, you know, being fulfilled. And realistically, we don't know if we'll ever see Evil Morty again. Uh, if he has truly escaped, like, Rick's clutches, so to speak, within the CFC, and he's he's satisfied now. Um, or if he will come back as some sort of uh, antagonist. Uh, but I, I really don't, I don't really see why he needs to. <laughs> um, but But with the CFC being destroyed... Another thing that I don't think we've really focused on as much in the off season, but was a huge deal in keeping Rick and Morty at the Citadel and also eliminating a lot of other Ricks who were, who were there at the Citadel is the fact that evil Morty was able to like hack Rick's portal gun and all the portal fluid, right. To eliminate that get out of jail free card of just popping a portal and, and hopping into another dimension the the limits that are placed on Rick, you know, we talk about it all the time, that powering, depowering of Rick, taking portal travel away from him, even if it's like short term, feels like something that, that could really change the way uh, Rick is forced to handle certain situations. Yeah, yeah not as much of a, an instantaneous point A to point B, uh, where there's now at least a little bit of travel time in between there. <laughs> right. and, and, and it's, and it's not necessarily a, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not a shortcut in, in, anymore right. or, or like yeah, a deus yeah. ex machina or Rick X machina. It's not, not as that, not as much that anymore. Um, but I think that, I think that's a, a great call. Uh, anything with doing the, the portal stuff, uh, having that fluid being broken, whatever that, you know, the, the science is in internal to the show's reason. Pseudoscience, for that. right? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and seeing what we see happen with that uh, throughout season six, I think is going to be an interesting uh, thing to watch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, there's also an emphasis in, especially that finale episode of season five, um, Rick and Morty are, keep trying to get back to basics. Sim simple one-off adventures is, is, is what they keep referring to, even though the entire episode is full of canon and all these, these epic moments that, that tie long story threads together. Um, I, I, I am hopeful that there is, there is a good balance throughout season six and, and moving forward, even into other seasons of being able to get back to basics with some some simple adventures. Right. And I think, I think they can do those adventures and still tie in all of, all of the other, um, you know, canon lore type things that they've been building on now in these, these later seasons. Yeah. 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 
when you when you wrote down getting back to basics, I thought you were referencing more of like the family dynamic a- aspect of it. Sure. sure. Um, and, and so I, I didn't really, I didn't put two and two together as far as the back to back, back to basics approach of we're just doing classic Rick and Morty adventures. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and, and, and we've, I've, we've got it down here later in our show notes, but some of the interviews that have come out uh, from the press uh, with, with Justin, uh, Dan Harmon um, talking about some of those aspects of, of this getting back to basics and like, is it going to be entirely Canon or are they going to have those, those one-off adventures? Um, and you know, seems pretty, pretty clear that uh, there's going to be a little bit of both. Um, yes. yes. So, do you, do you want to do you want to move into talking about some of those those articles that uh, or, or is there anything else on season five that you want to you want to key in on? Yeah, I, I just want to uh, talk about the getting back to basics. And as, as I said, like, I thought that was more along the family way. Um, sure. Throughout season five, uh, we see Rick kind of much more. um he seems more vulnerable, uh, even like okay, yeah. like look, looking at uh, uh, the one where they go to hell in in uh, Jerry's Jerry's stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it gives us pain, which gives us pleasure, which makes us hurt. Yeah, <laughs> all, all all of that stuff, right? And then, like him being sensitive to 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 Jerry in that way, um, him being sensitive like with the the, the crows, uh, the bird person stuff, um, and He's going into the season, bird person's off doing his his thing, and he, you know, whatever whatever happens with the spaceship, uh, with with the Citadel, uh, which I think we'll get into here, in a, like a little bit, sure. uh, yeah, it, you know, what happens at the end of it, he is just it's just him and Morty, it's just him and family, and so it's interesting that he doesn't have any friends right now that are available to him. He just got, has the family. Uh, so going from season five where he's kind of losing those ties and then just focusing on the relationship with the family. I think that should be a cool thing to see, especially like in, even in a trailer, right? Like with night family <laughs> with like, it's an adventure at night and then the ship explodes and then yeah. they're driving uh, yeah. police cars. Oh, as far as we can tell from the trailer, as, we, as far yeah, as we that, can tell, that we have no additional information on. <laughs> yeah, no, I th- I think uh, reinforcing like the Smith family and their internal dynamics. Um, when the when the seasons do that, I th- I think some of the best episodes in the series have really focused on that aspect of the of the show, and um, it isn't strictly a Rick and Morty type adventure, but. When you can include the family, there's some amazing B plots that only deal with the Smith family and Rick and Morty are off some some other planet or something. Um, that that fans continually go back to and, and and talk about those those sequences. So um yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that we can we can have a season that gets back to those basics as well. Uh just reinforcing the Smith family and their how how they how they act together as, as a family so well, uh, but, but before, um, before we go before we go any any further so i want to i want to ask you we, we talk about we talk about rick uh earlier in our show in our podcast we we talk we do like these little character uh explorations 
uh, with with Beth and Jerry and Summer and Morty. Uh, so just so just looking at the family, the ancillary family, like what do you think? What would you like to see out of season six uh, for, say, say Beth or say Jerry or or Summer? Like, wh- what would you like to see happen out of that? Um, on honestly, um, I I I am restarting the series uh, with with one of my kids right now, and so I'm I'm back in season one watching like really old like Rick and Morty now and. Um, some of the things like I noticed in that, like we, we went through the on again, off again with, with Jerry and Beth where they had their divorce. Things seem to be fine now. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to see like any change there, but I would like to see a little bit of development with Jerry. Like, I feel like Jerry has sort of been the same since like season two maybe like yeah he's gone through a divorce but i don't feel like he's changed a whole lot he he is the punching bag of the smith family he's he's the idiot that's easy to make fun of that that always gets himself into trouble can't defend himself um but like if you look at early like season one like jerry had a job he was an advertising guy like he i don't know like i'd like to see like jerry do something different he he got employed by the gronflamites when they took over <laughs> he kept crawling it kept working whatever right but i don't know I, i'd like to see something some shift with jerry he can still be the punching bag he can still be the idiot but maybe in an office environment or maybe in like uh, at a baskin robbins i don't know i don't care what it is maybe <laughs> he drives a visible water truck or a trash truck or something i don't know but uh i i would just like to see something with jerry where he's I don't know, doing branching out, getting out of the house a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. I agree and I, I disagree just a little bit on, on the Jerry stuff because I do think that overall he hasn't changed as a, as a person, and I think there's a there's a risk of him changing too much because yeah, because then he is not the punching bag anymore. Um, so he he needs. I don't he, necessarily want him to change. I just want him to like do other things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like from the perspective of there is he has to undercut every bit of progression of his character with some kind of deprecation uh, or yeah, even if he's yeah. doing even if he's changing as a character or growing as a, as a character, I should say growing as a, as a character. He, it's it's immediately undercut by another gag. Um, and, yeah. and and so like we've seen bits where he has confidence uh, where it's like, oh, he he is growing. Let's say like the the marriage counseling episode, where he's like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> and then he's undercut by now she's now Beth sees him as <laughs> like a pompous, uh, just like yeah. shaking each yeah. other's hands, right? Or or when he's or when he is uh, in the apartment by himself in season three, and like he's talking with her, and they just they have that like legitimate kind of connection again, right? Um, and even uh worldly early conspiracy uh and uh the the one i just talked about with all the the cenobites uh, <laughs> from the Hell, hellraiser stuff also uh reboot on hulu uh, next month anyways i <laughs> i i agree with you that i i want to see more of jerry uh there was there's some some out there on reddit um this is a side note we'll, we'll move on from this in a second but some posts out on reddit they're like 
uh, asking about characters and um, like they put a picture of a character and like, I forget what the question is, but it's like, what do you think about this character? And uh, there was a Jerry post out there. And a lot of people are like, like, yes, Jerry's a, Jerry's a piece of shit. <laughs> and he's a, and he's a, and he's a dumbass. but he's also the most relatable character of, of the series. Um, so much so somebody called me, looked, said that I look like a Jerry on Facebook and I'm like, I mean, are you wrong? Can't, can't <laughs> argue with it. That reminds me, I got to go weed whack my driveway. <laughs> um, so anyways, all, all that's to say, I agree with you. I would like to see more from Jerry, uh, this season. Um, I'm interested to see, see what happens. Uh, so anyway, moving on from that. Anyway, Travis, uh, I mentioned some interviews that had, that had come out uh, we, over on like uh, Slash Film and and CB Comicbook dot com uh, with Justin, Dan, Summer, and, and stuff. Um, to, some interesting tidbits out of, out of there, of course. Uh, Spencer, in, her real name is Spencer. I, damn it! <laughs> even, even, I, I even put even. it in the show notes like that. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> um, but shit, man. <laughs> um. But it's, you, just, it's just it's just it's just a testament to what the life that she breeds into that character. Yeah, you know you know what's what's interesting. Yeah. What, okay, uh, go moving on from that. I there's something interesting here. I've seen a lot of in, interviews with Justin Roiland come out uh, for this season, whereas I feel like the last two seasons, at least the last season, I, I felt like he was not as present uh, in in the show and and. Yeah, I, I think we I think we've even spoken to it on this podcast a little bit where um, obviously Justin Roiland, co-creator of the show, voice of the two titular characters, like he's 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 involved with the show. He he always has been from its inception. But in terms of doing press, in terms of promoting the show, yeah, you're absolutely right. It felt like he was less active in interviews and things like that. And and there's a noticeable change leading into season six where, you know, he's hiking up the mountains of Malibu <laughs> to go visit Rick statues. He's, yeah. he's doing all this, these press interviews. Th- there is a possibility, and this is just speculation, but um, with the development of solar opposites, with his involvement on um, Squanch games, like he, he was involved in a lot of things. And I think, the production schedule, even into season five, was still kind of rushed. Um, obviously, you're dealing with like recovering from COVID and different things like that to try and get the show put out. So I think now it's possible that because they're they're into a much better rhythm with writing the show, with the developing the show, being ahead on scripts that gives them more time to animate and fine tune the the, the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he's got a little bit more time or space to be to be more engaged with what's going on with the show. And I don't know. He seems excited. He seems really excited about season six and where where the show is going. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In, in a uh, couple interviews uh, that I've read, uh, I think like Scott Martyr uh, mentioned in in a, a side interview uh, that like from here on out, there's going to be a season every year. Uh, because that they've because yeah. they've yeah. got the production coming and and Scott being uh, coming in at the very very tail end of season four like I think the first episode he worked on was the vat of acid, um, yep. 
And uh, then coming into season five, I, we didn't we didn't talk about it too much back uh, in earlier in the discussion. But this being a transitional season, uh, they they lost Mike Mendel. Um, that was a that was a blow to them. Um, and yeah. so like season five happened. The the writers are getting into a new flow. That are working with new 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 faces, new uh, processes, and. I think you're right. I think going into now season six and beyond, they're already writing season eight that everything is smoothed out and maybe he has more time flexibility to, to hop in yeah. and be a part of, you know, be more public part of the show uh, versus uh, behind the scenes with all of his side projects. That's speculation. Well, I, we don't know. A hundred percent speculation. Justin, if you want to come on and talk to us about any of it, feel free anytime. Uh, <laughs> all right. We, we actually have a ton more to talk about, including a very special discussion uh, at the end of this segment, but to, to sort of reveal to our listeners, just, just how, how far this little independent podcast has come. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, as unofficial as it may seem in our as, as Brandon grips his golden rickhead, um, we we have built uh, a little bit of a relationship with uh, the good folks over at Warner Media, over at Adult Swim, and they are continuing to hook us up with things like interviews, like the interview that you'll hear in just a few minutes. Um, but this year, uh, as well as last year, uh, <laughs> they also hooked us up uh, with some screeners, right? So we, we've got an opportunity, Brandon and I, to actually see the first couple episodes of season six. We promise not to spoil anything for you here. Uh, we will leave full reviews for those episodes coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, but because we have seen the episodes uh, we wanted to give you a little bit of additional hype and, and, and talk up uh, sort of sort of what we've seen and and what we are excited about uh, for these episodes. So so first, um, I, I mean, it does it does pick up where season five left off, like like <laughs> yeah, which which I I would say in terms of canon, every season has done a really good job of like leaving with like some sort of cliffhanger or like um like like weird thing that happens and then they tie the next season right into that right whether that's freezing time for a house party uh that they then have to recover from from before beth and jerry you know before they unfreeze time you know and or or you know rick's in a in a intergalactic prison and then he breaks out in the in the new season um they're they're really good about tying those together and i th i feel like they've they've done a really good job of doing that again with season six yeah for 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 sure for sure uh, we t we talked about in between two and three and how um the the, the premiere of season three kind of said oh okay cool we're continuing on uh but now well it, it, well i'll Sorry, uh, to, 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 I stop a little bit to say at the end of that, then Rick does that kind of a call back to the the the, the pilot uh, ending. Uh, that's his new arc and the the Szechuan sauce and stuff oh, like right. that. Yeah. Um, but but it, it felt like okay, so it's status quo. Uh, we're changing it. We're just we're starting over again, and we don't actually care about all this Federation stuff. Um, yeah. what, what I'll, what I'll say about the premiere of season six is it continues on from the events of the season five finale, 
but it doesn't leave us with a sense that we're we're foregoing any kind of canon or or uh serialization it's it's going to keep going from there uh and there's going to be those those ties throughout the season at at the very least yeah i i think i think you you hit on a really important thing there where the the lore connections or 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 the tie-ins don't just don't just tie the episodes together and then we start off on a brand new in a brand new direction uh with the new season i i think it only reinforces some of those things in the new episode and and sort of sets the stage for what Rick and Morty might feel like now that they've fully embraced you know these this 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 internal canon and um and driving it even further and 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 really exploring things that we didn't even really focus on or maybe maybe fans talked about like on message boards or on Reddit yeah but with, the with show their, itself their... never really like dealt with it and so now they're 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 even driving that further um which I think is really exciting I think fans are really going to get a kick out of that yeah it, de- definitely man like the the, the things that you if you've been in any message board or, or Reddit, like some of that stuff, you, like I, fans are going to be happy about it. Right. We've talked, we've talked, we've talked about it all. Um, I mean, I, I think it, I think, I think the season starts in a phenomenal way. And like, I, I, I'm almost at a point where I'm like, what are they going to complain about? Like, cause, cause <laughs> I, I yeah. Obviously, there are going to be people that that are critical about the show and and more critical than we are. But um, I think I think it's a really solid start to the season. And I I, I think um, even even not just talking about the first episode, but the second episode, yep. uh, they start they start to kind of balance out. Like it's it's not going to feel like a serialized drama where every episode is tying directly into the next. But they in what we've gotten to see so far there is a good give and take of like really deep storytelling with also just random uh, insane sci-fi concepts that, that they uh, really have, have been core to the the history of Rick and Morty. Yes. Yes. Getting, getting to that balance of, uh, of, of the, the lore that some fans crave and the standalone adventures that others crave. <laughs> I, 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 and that might be a good reason why they, they picked those first two episodes uh, to, to get the season yeah. started. Um, so yeah, stoked about it. Uh, before, before we get into our final surprise, I just, I want to ask this Travis. Well, I guess we can ask that later. I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask it later. I'll, I'll finish that, that thought up. Look, okay. Here's, here's, here's what our surprise is, right? So last year, in season five, leading into basically the finale of season five, we talked to executive producer Scott Martyr, who, again, we mentioned his name earlier, uh, was brought in. He worked on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for years and years. Uh, undeclared, he created that animated show. Um, and he spoke to us, gave us some insight into the finale that we didn't even know about, talking about, like, depowering Rick and Superman, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh so we had a chance to talk to him again going into season six and as well as uh, producer James Siciliano, who's been there since season three of the show um, worked with some, some folks that we talked to still. So uh, we have that interview now 
uh, ask just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for just your me. context, uh, jumping into this, uh, James and uh, Scott are asking Brandon uh, a little <laughs> bit about his adventures in Malibu. Uh, so enjoy this interview with producers of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank Brandon, you. Can you hold it up? I want to take a screen grab of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that's awesome, man! Congratulations. Yeah, well, well, so so good to see you guys. Well, Scott, good to see you again, uh, James. First time, first time seeing. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, I'm I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you. I'm sure I'm James. Like, I'm sure James I'm like like your Jason just, mask. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I was just Sorry, there, like, I noticed Jason it. Mask. I have a, a little Jason poster there. Nice. And a little... No, no little Jason right here too. Ooh, no. um, <laughs> I've got my puppet master right over there too. That's like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know that uh, this is a, a big uh, roller coaster of, of talking to folks. Uh, so uh, just a couple questions. Uh, first of all, uh, now that the, the, the CFC, also known as the Central Finite Curve, is destroyed, the show almost has kind of a soft reset where all bets are off. How has this created more freedom in the writer's room to create almost a new set of rules? Well, I mean, the gift of the multiverse is we have a lot of that freedom before, but, you know, it it created freedom in, and then it also was like, well, where do we go from here? You know, that was the big question when we were doing that and, and picking up season six and, as well, Scott was saying, is that like season this beginning of season six took a while. 601, we wrote a lot of versions of that that were very different. And we finally landed on this Rick story that was incredibly satisfying that went all the way back to season one and tied all these threads forward. So, in a lot of ways, breaking the CFC was allowed us to bring, uh, you know, break the next half of our our story uh it, it was it was it was a journey but but it opened up a ton of possibilities for us yeah it's given opportunities to see inside and 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 outside in a, in a fun way that, that that we get to explore over the next few seasons because we're writing season eight right now so uh sometimes excuse us because we're just juggling like 30 episodes simultaneously <laughs> but uh that's a really high class problem we're we're proud to have at rick and morty now yeah, you 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 mentioned writing season eight. I know uh, uh, Heather and Campbell. She she mentioned that a couple months back, and like, oh crap, they're they're already so far ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how how much how much has season six evolved? Because Scott, uh, last season was your was your first season with the show. Uh, James, you've been with them uh, for a good handful of years. I think uh, at least since uh, yeah. season three. Uh, how yeah. how much has the season six evolved from the end of season five uh, and continuing into season? seven eight and beyond obviously i don't want to get too far ahead of spoilers but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like generally speaking i just feel like we're all finding our confidence i feel like like uh, something i've been really lucky to find is just like a great stable of writers and we've held on to the best of them and kept nurturing them so everyone's writing the show better everyone's got like such a great understanding fundamentally of the show that like i just feel like season six is more sure-footed than season five. It's like, uh, it's not looking to be a standalone. It's looking to start carrying some threads a little deeper, having a little bit more interconnectivity. Just the things that I felt like, I'm really proud of season five, but those were some things that I wanted a little bit more because a perfect perfect season for me is like standalones, canon, 
and some threads so that it all kind of feels like it's braided and we're paying attention and care about all these things. Those are the things that all of us are interested in implementing, which I, I think everyone's going to feel in season six, but I know is also carried into seven and eight. You know, I know that having seen the premiere, uh, lore-wise, fans are gonna their heads will explode. It's gonna be all over the news and and uh, just mass hysteria. Uh, but they're, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna love what they see. What should fans expect when it comes to uh, this fairly new emphasis on on a canon way ahead uh, versus simple one-off in and out adventures? It's 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 not like every episode's gonna be like he's Evil Morty again. He's not gonna become like Larry from Three's Company. <laughs> but <laughs> not uh, yet, not yet, not yet. But, <laughs> uh, uh, I think they'll. I, I think they should feel safe in the fact that like we are gonna take care of them, and that it's 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 our shared interest to to add that to the show and and keep that keep that moving. You know, keep it sprinkled along. Yeah, the the threads that fans care about are the threads we also care about. Not not the not because of that, but but we also are super invested in them and chasing them. But we also want to tell fun, crazy stories too that are that can be dumb or fun or or both. And and we have a really fun mix, I think, in season six that both follows threads, but also veers off to do. Things that are more one-off episodes, but like as Scott's saying, I think there's a lot more like looking forward, looking back. That's something we've really just been excited about bringing into the fabric that even the one-offs can be aware of everything around them. Um, so it's exciting looking into six and seven and and, and all that stuff. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the the second episode, the, the second episode that uh, was screened, uh, I want to say, you know, it, the show has always done a great job uh, with referencing pop culture, talking about that that canon, uh, going back and referencing Rick and Morty itself. Um, and so the most recent example, bringing up the Roy stuff, uh, Roy Life Well Lived, and doing a Die Hard. How do, you, yeah. how do you guys balance drawing from the show's kind of internalized mythology and bringing in those outside references? I, I in, in terms of the outside mythology, sometimes I feel like we, like, Harmon's not necessarily always game to just bring back an old person. Like he feels like we need like a really good, a really good reason for it. And uh, I feel like it was like literally day one of season six that I don't remember where the idea came from, but the idea for 602 was essentially thrown out. And we were like, whoa, what a cool way to look back on like a really like, a, you know, just a gem of a piece of an episode and just expand on, expand it in the coolest sci-fi way. And because it ended up harming, like Harmon, like sunk his teeth into it, like that's cool. And he nurtured it for a while. And because th that a story was getting so much love and attention, uh, but we felt like we couldn't just live in the world because the world moved so fast that we needed to get out to the real world. The joke was uh, just, just give me a diehard on the B side of the story. <laughs> We're like, yeah, but he's like, just give me a diehard right now. So it kind of, it kind of, that had always been kind of the heart of it. Just, just, just do a diehard. And uh, th that effectively ended up being kind of what Summer was told in the same sort of flippant way. Just give, do a diehard. Uh, and then we found more of the game of it that she didn't know what a diehard was, which is what really started making it funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it all married together really well. I mean, really, really proud of that one. Great. Great. Um, all right. I, I, I hit my 920. Uh, one final question. This is just for Travis and me. Uh, sure. If portal travel is broken, does that mean interdimensional cable is broken too? 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, um, no, 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 you don't have well, to answer. But... <laughs> I don't think we can say anything, but I would say maybe not necessarily. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's the multiverse. Anything's possible. All right. I I'll, I never ask for spoilers, but I that's just the question that's going swimming through our favorite episodes head. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> this this new season's got some all time classics. You're going to be very uh, fulfilled. Yeah. We are, we are very, very stoked. We thank you so much for both of your times. Travis is stuck at work, so otherwise he'd be here. He's mad at me. Uh, and I have the congrats on the head, Congrats so. on the Rickhead, dude. Yeah, man. Congrats. That's awesome. And and there you go. There there it is. There that is. is that is our interview with the executive producers uh, of the show. Uh, very, very excited that they were able to take some time to join us, uh, answer some of our questions, uh, to answer some of the things that we've already talked about in this episode. Um, but Brandon, I don't know. How did, how did you feel about that episode or that, that interview uh, and getting a chance to talk to this guy? Uh, I, I, I'm not the best interviewer naturally. <laughs> and I, what I, what I think it is, is, is that we write down the questions and then I look at the questions and I say, all right, I'm going to read this verbatim. And as I'm reading it verbatim, I'm like, that's the way it's worded is not great. I'm going to change stuff up on the fly. And then I change it up on the fly. Even though we like laboriously like (laughs) craft the words over the course of an evening. And you're like, ah, no, we probably didn't know what we were saying when we wrote it. (laughs) Uh, But, but, but this one, this one felt very, very pointed. We knew what we wanted to ask. We, the, the, the questions that we had written down, uh, none of them were in, were in order that we actually asked them in. Uh, but they just it, it flowed, and and I, what's really yeah. cool is that the the things that they said, that they alluded to, that they revealed. I mean, it's just it's great to kind of have that that foundational knowledge of of going into season six, going into season seven, and, and beyond. Um, to to hear what they're kind of working on talking about them being fans and them wanting the show to be a success to that story to be a success too. I mean, just for, from yeah. a personal standpoint, uh, really, really cool. I mean, what, so you listened to it. I sent you the audio. Uh, what were some of the things that jumped out to you uh, while listening, while watching? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I always love the transparency um, to hear sort of what's going on in the writer's room. Um, they talk about doing a diehard right in that, in that, uh, in, in that interview that had me in stitches when I listened to it the first time, because, uh, yeah, just the idea that they have a really cool a plot, but they're like, I don't know what the B plot is. And Dan's just like, do a diehard, just do a diehard. <laughs> like I, and for that to turn into what fans will see in that episode, um, I just think is really great. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Cannot thank them enough for taking time to sit down with us. Hopefully we can uh, squeeze in a few more interviews uh, like that over the course of this season. But uh, I mean, from here on out, it's it's episodes, baby. Uh, we we have uh, at least 10 episodes. Um, we have 10 episodes. We know we know we have 10 episodes uh, for for season six. We'll be breaking them down week after week. Um, just like we always have with all the other episodes. Um, any other thoughts on the road to season six, Brandon? Any any other things you want to cover before we get into some short outs and get out of here? We'll do this real quick, Travis, because we're 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 already a minute a minute and ten seconds in. <laughs> we're an hour and ten minutes in uh, to the episode so, so far. Bonus episodes. Uh, what 
I want to talk about the over-unders of side characters. We, we've, we've met a lot of side mm. characters over the, the last five seasons. What are the over-unders? <laughs> or just say, are we going to see them or not see them? Just a, a binary, yes or no. Uh, percent chances. Percent chances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, percent chance of seeing Poopy Butthole, seeing Squanch, Bird Person, Nimbus, Meeseeks, uh, and or Evil Morty. So we'll, we'll, we'll Ooh, okay. Um poopy butthole, I feel like it's a hundred percent. We okay. will see poopy butthole at some point. Just because of his like end of the season um breakdowns where he gives us an update on his life and how things are going. To me, that's something I come to expect now from the show. <laughs> so uh I'm going out on a limb and a hundred percent expecting to see poopy butt that little poopy superstar at some point in the season. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, okay. So scary Terry folds mentioned, uh, over on Instagram, he pointed out that of the statues for the Warmageddon stuff, Warmageddon, Warmageddon update that every character that had been one of the statues was, is, is alive. So golden fold Nimbus, all these characters are all alive. The latest one is bird person and Squanch. tiny Rick. Tiny well, Rick, I don't, I mean, Tiny Rick's not alive. I mean, Rick is alive. And so if Rick's alive, technically Tiny Rick can, can be alive. Sure. I'm just throwing a loophole. Loophole. <laughs> okay. Well, so it sounds to me like you don't think Squanchy is, is alive and won't be in this season. Is that what I'm getting from you? I, I think I, I'm holding out hope that Squanchy is alive. No body, no death. We've always said it, but. I'm going to say maybe like a 25% chance that Squanchy shows up. Okay, a 25% chance. Ooh, that's a, that's a low chance, Squanch fans. <laughs> that's a low percentage. Sorry, Squanch fans. <laughs> you, can, you can address your criticisms in the comments below or over at Rick and Morty Pod on Twitter. <laughs> I, think, I think Bird Person is a, is a high percentage. Uh, Nimbus? Oh, yeah. It's a, I think that's a... Maybe a, a fairly low percentage. I don't think we necessarily see him again, unless it's like a very, very brief cameo. Um, yeah. Same thing with Meeseeks. I, I don't think- know. I, f- I almost like I almost want it to be like a ten to fifteen percent chance. I like I want I want him to be gone long enough so that when he comes back, it feels special. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it feel it feels like a beach on the southern coast of Brazil. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I want it to feel. Name, I want to feel something. Brandon. Named after his favorite actor from Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> um, uh, me, me seeks. We'll probably see him in the background somewhere. Uh, That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, they'll probably be <laughs> drawn into the background of something and not actually even say a line. That's right. And, and I, and I, uh, as far as Evil Morty, President Morty, uh, I think that this is. I don't want to give it a 0% chance, but I want I want to I want it to be a 10% to 10 10 to 15% chance. If he shows up, I don't want him to be I want him to be a cameo, maybe a post-credit stinger. Um I I or maybe leading leading into the finale for whatever we see in the premiere. I I I could see him being talked about, but maybe not appear oh. in this season. Okay. Maybe Maybe they keep with tradition a little off again, on again with, with evil Morty, give him a season in between he's off exploring the far reaches outside the CFC and 
yeah, maybe he's referred to, but not actually appears. Okay, okay. So like like pure, a pure speculation. Uh yeah, okay. All right. So like like a Morty Bechtel test kind of like like they'll they'll talk <laughs> sure. they'll talk they'll talk they'll talk about him, but you know it, it, it has to be two Mortys <laughs> alone yeah. talking about an evil Morty and they can't talk about any Ricks. It's uh it's the Morty test. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was our that's our that's our side characters. Uh, hey, if we see any of them, that 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 that'll be cool too. Uh, and Wormageddon doesn't yep. count because we do see basically all of them in like the Wormageddon trailer. Um, yeah, they know their audience. They know who they want to see. They want <laughs> fighting them big old worms. Yeah. All right, let's move on, Travis. It's our final segment of the evening. This is our listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, over at over, over at Twitter, and I'll say also Instagram at the Dan Levy. Uh, he he was number twelve to the site uh, uh, in Canada, uh, and yeah. he he woke up an hour late uh, after the clue was announced, and very well could have been number one. Um, but uh, but he over on Instagram on Twitter shows some of his pictures of uh, and. I'm going to step back. Sorry if it's Levi. Sorry. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, uh, let, let me know and then, then cuss me out. Uh, but uh, yeah, so him interacting with the golden fold uh, <laughs> down in the, in, down in the subway of Canada. That's really, really cool. Um, over on uh, this under Twitch chat, Travis, sorry, we don't, I haven't updated the, the, the Google form yet. <laughs> uh, over on Reddit, at closet shitta <laughs> subscribe to your pod monday like what i've listened to so far you guys have fun and provide unique perspective i dig it uh closet shitta is actually over in the warmageddon discord uh because they they pulled me in and they're like they gave me a special title and everything and they're like ooh, how much does it weigh which is a big question that they have also is it solid gold and also how much will you sell it for those are the main questions that you get about the, the gold <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the famous, all the questions asked by Brandon, um, uh, over on Instagram, of course, scary Terry noticing the squanch existing in Australia. We mentioned that a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that statue with squanchy and bird person. I, I hope it's, it's indicative of, of squanchy's return. We'll, we'll see. Um, and you're going to have to help me out with this name. Uh, <laughs> Maitre Papafu? Yeah, Maitre Papafu. Um, yeah. Just a, a fellow a fellow Rick and Morty collectible collector uh, who we've been chatting with on, uh, on, on Instagram via DMs. Whenever a new clue from Warmageddon comes out, just just sit there and, and, and talk to them. Like, I think it's here. I think it's in Brazil. I don't know where in Brazil. Maybe here and then since coordinates like that is this who you're cheating on me with as i'm as i'm taking screenshots of google maps and sending them to you you're over here talking to <laughs> maitre papafu i'm i'm talking to maitre papafu i'm talking to the well i'm 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 lurking in the discord and i every <laughs> once every once in a while i say hey and they're like hey oh it's it's barnyard again <laughs> um yeah and they're yep. like you You're suck. a regular celebrity in there congrats brandon <laughs> you, you, you suck uh but anyway so that that is i think that's our episode for today uh everybody who who follows uh, follows us on twitter 
who sends us comments on Facebook and, and Twitch and Reddit and Instagram. Thank you so, so much. Uh, if you are listening to this show for the first time, if you're on Apple Podcasts or uh, if you're on any kind of podcast app that takes reviews, uh, we we would love it if you gave us a, a review. It doesn't have to be positive. We'll take we'll take negative reviews too because that gives us feedback for improvement, iterative improvement. We cannot improve <laughs> without without that feedback. This podcast is an empirical process. <laughs> We're a b testing all of our listeners. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're doing a version of the show where the interview is at the front and then uh, <laughs> to see, to see which gets yeah. more plays. So leave a comment. Let us know if you got the interview at the beginning of the episode or at the end. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we'll be sure to put that into the gonculator or whatever that is. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Unity, you are amazing. I'm so excited to spend another season of, uh, Rick and Morty doing this podcast and interacting with all of you. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And um, here's to season six. Season six. Whoop, whoop, whoop. First episodes. Ooh, they kick ass. September in, 4th. See you then. You're in for a blast from the past. Or not. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I didn't watch it yet. I got the screener, but I not you didn't watch it? I watched it three times. Go in with my eyes closed. <laughs> Last minute shopping? Good thing Ulta Beauty is first on your list. From gotta have it, ready to go kits from Fenty and Benefit to cult favorite mascaras to simple yet perfect Ulta Beauty gift cards. We have gifts everyone will love this season. So get shopping because our kind of holiday is you having your kind of holiday. Hurry to an Ulta Beauty near you or buy online and pick up in store. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful.